this episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Guys, we are here for week 55. We are doing our Club Red episode, an exciting one, jam-packed full of some good content for you guys. Obviously, if you're here, if you're listening to this, then you're probably wondering what our take is on the Matt Well situation. We'll be jumping into that here in a second. But make sure, first, uh, first of all, you follow us on iTunes, on Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Drop the review below. Definitely appreciate that. As far as our social media accounts, Twitter, you can find us at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Hit us up on the YouTube channel with a subscribe. Hit the bell notification to be notified when we post new videos about weekly. Uh, Usually one to two videos a week, but definitely enjoy making that content for you guys. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanco, where the L is a one. Lastly, any sort of thoughts, questions, or comments, or anything you want us to discuss on the show, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Hit us up with an email. We'll get back to you as soon as we can with that or uh, hit you with a response. Um, so let's go ahead and hit this episode up. Obviously, we want to get this information out to you guys as soon as possible. But this is Club Red, and we're going to be discussing the Kansas State uh, game, Matt Wells, and then touch base a little bit on the uh on the OU game coming up. Alright guys, what's up? Good evening. How you doing? Hopefully you're having a good night. I I think uh this is very uh Good night for us. Oh, what Brooks already has a shot ready. And, yeah, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way, man. We're on to a new era of Texas Tech football, and, and I have a shot bet that to pay off. So here clink, we go. Clink. Uh, <laughs> uh, I bought a new bottle of Fireball two hours ago, just for this moment. Oh man. So wait. So it's not freezing cold yet. Oh, it's cold. I got it out of the fridge part. Oh, nice. I didn't know they. The I didn't know they put it in the fridge part. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about us. See your first one. <laughs> uh, first time drinking for me, I guess. So, um, we're we're pumped to bring this to you guys, honestly, because we, we, we've been obviously all, all fired up all over Twitter, and Brooks had a had a tweet pop off a little bit, which we'll jump into here in a little bit. People, uh, what not to do, basically. But uh, first thing, obviously, is uh, we do need to kind of talk about it a little bit here, which is the Kansas State game last week. Uh, 25 to 24, we score zero points in the second half of this game and we lose by one, which essentially ends up leading to the firing of Matt Wells. So, uh, we're going to kick this over straight to Brooks first. Uh, what's your initial thoughts and reactions of this Matt Wells firing? 
Yeah. So first off, just get this out of the way. Want to wish best of luck to coach Wells from all things we've heard. He, he sounds like a really good guy. He's got a family. Uh, And so as he begins a new journey with his coaching career, want to wish him, you know, the best of luck. And of course, all the coaches and players will be ultimately be affected by this decision, but to the firing, I mean, how can you not agree with it uh, at this point after a kind of loss like that on Saturday uh, where Kansas state did literally everything they could to lose that game and you gave it to him. Um, and so, yeah, the, the decision was right by Kirby. I respect him for making that decision. And while it came kind of at a weird time on Monday around noon is kind of when that news started uh, trickling out on Twitter and all over the place, I kind of expected him to do it maybe next week. I thought with the buy coming up, that'd probably be the right time to do it. But I guess his ultimate decision was now's the best time. And yeah, it completely rips the bandaid off. You don't have to have that conversation. If Wells got to the sixth win, what do you do? Uh, which I like, I'm glad that, you know, now the players can just go out there and play and not have this kind of, you know, hang over their shoulders. So ultimately the right decision. And for whatever reason, Matt Wells just could never get it going here. And that career ends in mid season uh, here in his third year. So, but obviously for it, obviously proud of Kirby for going ahead and pulling the trigger on it. And I guess Dustin has some, some more from Kirby's press conference and other things like that. Yeah. My initial thoughts kind of with you, not surprised about the outcome of doing it. Little surprise of the timing. Um, uh, that also, the timing also kind of tells me there was conversations, um, uh, with Kirby and whoever else about, you know, this is kind of his last leg and he doesn't have much legs to stand on. Um, especially with, people that are saying like we're five and three. Yeah. But if you look at our three losses, they're bad losses and how we lost those games. And I think Kirby and whoever else is with him on this decision took that into um, the factor of this, which is good. Yeah. The point you made, which was my favorite like point that I saw was let's just get it over with before he does what Cliff did in one of his last years and gets a six win by an upset. And then we're kind of, in a corner of do we keep him? He got an upset. Now we got a full game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So things weren't going to get any better with our schedule coming up the next four games. Um, they obviously weren't much better from the last two years and three years prior. Um, so yeah, rip the bandaid off, go ahead, get it over with, make the breakup. Um, now you can, the team can focus their own thing and then your upper, upper staff, higher ups can focus on finding the next guy. Yeah. And I mean, obviously a, a big key point there is, is going to be that next guy. I mean, um, on, on my end or on my take of this is you're, you're, you're in power five, you're in the big 12 and you have a seven and 16 record in the big 12 for what you're hired to do. Uh, if you're not doing your job over a not long enough period of time, you let, get let go. And yeah, uh, the only thing that I've ever heard from anybody and everybody that's ever come across Matt Wells is all positivity. Every single person that I've ever heard of that's ever come in contact with him, all good things. So I really do also, I mean, you know, as, as Brooks said, you know, wish him the best of luck. 
Um, but this is his third season, and we needed to see some better better stuff out of him. Um, but uh, on the next point here, uh, thoughts of the general media's handling of our situation. Um, Dustin, what do you think about that? I mean... Depends what side of Twitter you end up on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of local people that understand it that yeah. have been in touch with this program either the, recently the last few years and understand Matt Wells era has not progressed any. Um, I think the best take I heard was the Ramblin guys last night and I before said we hired a bad coach in cliff and then we hired a worse coach in Matt Wells and that got us in this hole and we weren't, he wasn't getting himself out of it. Um, you get outside of, Lubbock and the national media and they don't they just look at tech by the numbers and see five and three and I mean not anything special in any win or loss but like it's like people like we mentioned Joel Klatt just being an idiot online trying to get in arguments but like dude was 13 and 17 overall in 30 games seven yeah. and 16 in the big 12 um only two wins versus uh, ranked teams or winning record teams, one and six Big 12 yep. ranked teams. Like, wasn't going anywhere. Um, I think for the majority of Texas Tech fans, and especially Lubbock people, season ticket holders, they totally understood it. Yeah. I mean, most most common sense people understand why this happens. And, and again, I mean, uh, not to retouch base, but – you don't win, you don't keep the support. Uh, Brooks, thoughts on the media's handling of the situation? Uh, what 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 are your what is your input to this? Yeah, the general media, not talking about Texas Tech, they're just lazy. Obviously, yep. they just don't they don't pay attention to Texas Tech. And honestly, why would you lately? <laughs> like they don't really have a reason to. But you know, Joel Klatt comes out here, and this is what he says: Texas Tech reportedly firing Matt Wells. They are five and three and play number four OU this week. Clearly, administration cares deeply for the players. And they had like a, you know, the thinking emoji. Then also, Wells should rest easy knowing the last coach who wasn't good enough at Tech is now a head coach of NFL's only unbeaten team. And That's a lot a stupid of stupid comment. A, a lot we, of the tweets were like, tell us you don't watch Texas Tech football without telling us you don't watch Texas Tech football. Because <laughs> none of that. That's just the laziest take. When does yeah, any NCAA team cared about its students, to be honest? Yeah. Yeah, Joel Clat, you on your fucking the pedestal. The NCAA doesn't there. care. Most schools and teams don't care. They're just player for hire, basically. Like, be serious. Yeah. All these coaches are mercenaries, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, so, I mean, that was dumb. And then the whole Cliff thing, I mean, we can get, we'll get into that later, anyways. Yeah. But it's just uninformed. It's just trying to get uh, a comment out there and, and just a general lazy take. A lot of those people who don't really have anything to do with tech make a lot of lazy takes in these types of situations. And so as you know, from us as tech fans, it's just like, come on, dude, do a little bit of work, do a little research. If Anything. you see those three losses this year, like, you yeah. know, the embarrassment yeah. that they are, this is a roster that I firmly believe has should be six and two heck, maybe even seven one, but our coaches time and time again, continually don't put our players in the position to succeed. Right. And that's why you find yourself at five and three and in this situation so uh it's just an embarrassment always when these guys come out here and tweet about things that they don't know uh, it's clearly not paying attention 
And, you know, that needs a change. Like, have a little bit of information on it before you go out there and fire off a tweet. Like, come on, people. Be yeah. a little bit and better. Getting, and then getting fights with people about it. Like, it wasn't just that he fired it off and hit send. He stayed on his phone like Kevin Durant and got in fights with people about a stupid point. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I've been there. I've done that. What was it? Whenever me and Brooks got into that argument, I was like, I don't Oh, about freaking Dame. Like, yeah, but you're not Joe Clatt. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but like, you know, I like, I almost like he's trying to like, like that was a dumb take. Like, let's be honest. That's a dumb take. You don't watch the, you don't watch the university. You don't keep up with the, with the program. That's a dumb take. I don't, anyways. Yeah. Um, so moving through this discussion, uh, I guess the next thing to kind of talk about here is, is, uh, we have Sonny Cumbie taking over as interim head coach. Uh, he's fired up about it. I watched that entire press. Uh, players seem to be kind of behind the, not the firing of Matt Wells, but they're they're behind Sonny Cumbie as far as him as the head coach or interim. Um, what are what do we where where do we go from here, uh, Brooks? What do you what what do you think is going to be kind of the 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 wrap up of the season? How do you think this plays out? I have no clue <laughs> and we'll yeah. see a glimpse of it this Saturday when it starts. But I mean, I think all of us knew if this was going to happen, Sonny Cumbie was going to take the reins and yeah. this is kind of an audition for him. And if he wants to actually be the head coach here, here's a good chance for you to prove that you uh, deserve it. Uh, he was as fault as anybody was in that game Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll need to see some, some big improvement from him. But at this point in the season, your head coach is gone. Uh, you know what I expect from us moving forward is just let's just play some football. Just go out there and try to ball out a little bit. Let's not be so – like maybe let Donovan Smith play. Don't be so attached to Henry Columbia. Like nothing matters at this point. Like it's – just go out there and ball. Try to get that sixth win. Play, play for some respect. Play to get the crowd amped up and maybe back at the games instead of like that kind of wimpy crowd we had there Saturday not blaming anybody i wouldn't have gone to that game if i was in lubbock uh but you have a chance here to just kind of hey get a ball game get some respect for us for this season and and have a chance to give these players a little bit of pride and i think that's kind of what you're looking at and hey if cumby does a good job then he's submitted a nice resume for a potential chance at being the head coach which i'm not necessarily for but you know at this point what what are you going to do? Just go out there and roll over or at least try to fight and see if you can salvage anything these last four games? Yeah, I was about to say, we still got four games to play. There's there's zero reason for these guys to give up. Uh, kind of like with that discussion we had a couple weeks ago about the Texans. Like, this this Texas Tech football team is going to, like, they're, they're per, like this is their this is their pathway in life. They're going to be playing hard. I mean, the, they, they still do have pride when they step on that field every time. But, um Dustin, what, what do you think about the, the wrap-up of the season, the last four games, Sonny Cumbie being interim head coach? What are your thoughts? We're not favored in any game. The only maybe two games we have a chance in is Baylor at the very end and Iowa State coming off of bye week. And I don't really have any expectations, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I hope the players try to go get one win just so we can get an extra like month of practice for those young guys. But I mean, for Cumbie to put his name into the, the, into the ring, I think we need at least two wins and I don't see where you ever get that with the schedule we have um, and how the guys have been so far. So 
honestly just no i don't have any expectations except to see some fight like don't just die on us out there and just give up and let it all go to waste at this yeah. point like you can salvage something here yeah i'm kind of in that same boat i want <laughs> to i i i i fully think so like I, i've had these discussions in the past I fully think Texas Tech is capable of, of like randomly upsetting almost anybody. Almost. I like we're that school that will pull off a stupid like top ten upset for no reason. And I know I see you shaking nope. your head. I get it. We used to be that school about yeah. fifteen years ago. We haven't done that in so long. Yeah, that's Once also got, true. That was but, that was Leach's deal. He always won one he shouldn't have, but also blew one that he didn't need to. Yeah. Ever since then, we haven't fluctuated very far from our own spectrum. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just I still have a gut feeling that they're gonna beat somebody they shouldn't before the season's out. Uh, maybe it's Iowa State. Maybe it's Baylor. I, I know Baylor's, Baylor's still favored in that game. Um, but uh, I guess the next thing would be uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about uh, about the next hire, which is what are your expectations for that next person to come in. Uh, I mean, next season, new coach taking over Matt Wells' program. Uh, Brooks, what what is your initial expectations, you think? Obviously, a proven winner. Somebody who's been coaching college football recently <laughs> as well. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, it's tough to say, man. I, I feel like I got the last one so wrong. I know me and Dustin had candidates that we wanted. Uh, and then none of them rose and Matt Wells kind of came out of nowhere. We hired him. And so we backed Kirby at the time with the hiring of Wells and that showed to be, you know, wrong. <laughs> it was the wrong hire, but Hey, we we're trying to be hopeful. Yeah. So I, you know, this go around, I'm not really going to name a favorite. I don't think, uh, uh, but you know, qualities I'm looking for. I want somebody who's shown that they can do it, uh, shown that they can have success has actual Texas ties. That was the other thing about Wells is he was from, you know, from Utah. We weren't really sure his recruiting ties here and, you know, kind of panned out his high school recruiting has been terrible. So, you know, I want some, somebody who's going to be able to recruit these high schools, get high school young players in here and develop them. And while using the transfer portals, nice, you know, it would be nice to have some young talent to, to bank on and not just like a couple guys and then everybody else coming from other schools, so, you know, I want to see him have an ability to recruit. I want to see him have an ab shown, proven ability uh, to win. It doesn't matter really at what level, I think. You know, any winning at college football is hard. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you're on the Power 5 level or uh, at UTSA or SMU. Like winning consistently, being undefeated isn't easy. Yeah. And so, you know, stuff like that you're looking for, not just a guy who's been average, but a guy who's been, you know, proven. So, you know, we've got a lot of candidates, I think, in the pool that are worthy, worthy guys. But, you know, ultimately, I hope I hope Kirby and the committee can make the right decision uh, moving forward and get yourself a guy who's dedicated to winning football games and, and, and it's going to get that done for you. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, anything to kind of add on to that as far as what you expect out of this out of this next hire, whoever it is? Well, I'm not. I'm gonna kind of link together some of our next couple of topics into this because I'm just gonna tell you what Kirby's expectations are. I read, go oh, yeah, back yeah. into his press conference, listen to all of it, wrote down a lot of quotes that he had. Um, obviously, one of the biggest, 
it's say promotional items he put out there was we're going to have a $20 million facility. That's going to be the biggest and best in the country, which it is. Yep. Um, that's not a lie. Like literally look at the numbers, look at the money. It's gonna be the best in the country. And we have the conference realignment coming up. So that does make this job, the facilities um, look very good. Um, so I do believe some people will want that maybe not everybody, but that's one thing. Um, but a couple of things he noted was he wanted a winner. He wanted a state of Texas ties with recruiting ties. And he wanted to unify Red Raider nation by finding the ideal candidate to lead this program. So those three or four facts that I just listed obviously fit the two guys that are, have floated to the top of the rumors um, with trailer from UTSA and Sonny Dykes at SMU. Yep. Both are winners there. Uh, Both have good records in their few seasons there. Um, From what I've read, um, just to talk about those two guys, trailer excites me more than Sonny Dykes does. Um, just because I don't know, I don't know why he just kind of just doesn't get me that excited. His little Louisiana to Cal and then get back down and he's done great at SMU. Um, I also don't know if he would leave SMU being a private school and he's got them going and already in the heart of Dallas to recruit out of. Um, so that's good spot for him. Trailer seems to excite me with his energy and excitement, and what he's done with the program in San Antonio. That's fairly new. True. Um, 15 and five down there in two seasons. And Larry was a, one of the best high school head coaches ever. And apparently has a great, great, great relationship across the state of Texas and high schools. So that fits one of those molds too. Sonny Dykes fits the red Raider nation kind of unifying mold. Cause he was here. His dad was here. Um, all that stuff. So do a couple other guys, but, those are the two biggest guys. The one problem I had with Kirby's press conference and some of his words, he's a very well-spoken guy, obviously. Yeah. He says he wants to get the, obviously he says he wants to get it right. Like he said that a few times that I wrote it down. Like, yeah, we know you want to get it right. I mean, one, that's your job. Two, you care a lot. Yeah. Three, your job's kind of on the line for this right now. Um. And he said he wanted the guy to get us to make the next step. But my problem with that is we're about two or three steps behind right now with our last two hires. True. Like if we were, let's say in, I don't know, TCU spot, middle pack of big 12, the next step would be, you know, top 25 where like Baylor and Oklahoma state have hung out in the last five years we're multiple steps behind that. Yep. So we need at least a guy one to get the train on the tracks and then two to make the step. Like we have a lot of steps to make. Can a guy do all those things? Um, It's, it's a lot and he's asking a lot. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who the right candidate is. Obviously this kind of job is, very tough at any place across the country. We've seen USC fire their head coach, uh, LSU fire theirs after winning a national championship two years ago. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, 
I yeah. trust Kirby. I like the uh, committee that he's put together. He's not just taking this upon himself. He's getting the money involved already, which with the new NIL stuff and how that's going now, you might as well. I don't need to hide it kind of thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I do like the uh, two money guys we have in there and Womble and Cody Campbell from Double Eagle. And then we got – you know, the deputy of AD and Tony Hernandez and Sammy Morris, former player, and he's on staff right now. So with Kirby, I think those five guys can come together and make a good decision. Um, and hopefully it is the right guy to get us back on track and get us to that top 25 level. So I guess uh, the next little tidbit here, Dustin, just kind of touch base with it. Mm -hmm. Do you trust him to make that choice? Because... Like my whole thing, I guess would be like he he. I think he made good choices with basketball. I think he made good choices with baseball, but football's kind of been a little hit or miss. Do you trust him to make the right choice this time? Yeah, I still do. I still have faith in Kirby, and a lot of people came out of the works on Twitter for that too. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to trust anybody else but him. I think he's got a yeah. very good head on his shoulders, very smart brain, very good. Um, intellectual guy and speaker um, cares more about this university than almost anybody else. So I yeah, gonna, I definitely still trust in Kirby. I was going to say he, he has a genuine care for the, for the university and for the, for all of the sports programs. Like he's not just trying to keep his job. He's trying to do this well. Um, yeah. Brooks, any, any thoughts or comments to add about the candidates that we have coming? I mean, I know, I guess the two at the top of the list are head coaches from SMU and UTSA. But um, anybody else that you're kind of wanting us to look at, or I mean, do you have any kind of thoughts on those those two leading candidates? No, but let me. I just want to touch on the Kirby thing. I mean, this is probably his most important hire, <laughs> like right now, because sure. you know he he left Miami after having some rough head coaching decisions there. So far as head coaching decisions, while I haven't disagreed with the hires, they just haven't panned out. And so, I mean, this one's super important. That's why he's taking it seriously. That's why he's got a committee. And that's why Dustin said he mentioned got to get this one right over and over again. And I do have the faith in him. I think he can do it. He's nailed several hires throughout the program. Yeah. And Tech can be a, a, a good football team again. And so I like his competitiveness and I like his belief that we can reach that level. Um, I love his drive and his fight for that stuff. And I, you know, I, I hope that group can get it together. And I, you know, I believe in them. We can, you know, we don't have to settle. We're just because people tell us that we should be settling for whatever we get here. We don't have to, we've seen that in other sports. And ultimately I think we have a good crop of guys, uh, trailer at UTSA. I think, you know, what he's shown so far is a good, is a good candidate. You know, Sonny Dykes is a good candidate. There's other guys out there, too. Um, like I said, I don't really want to get into picking my favorite, but I think we have a good crop of guys to choose from. I think it makes it kind of exciting and hopeful to know that there are a lot of guys out there who have a chance and will bring in a little more hope uh, for this program. And that's kind of what you're always asking for, right? Have the hope. We want that hope back of somebody who can come in and – give us that feeling that every Saturday we can go in and win. Now we don't have to win every Saturday, but just have that feeling that we're not going to get our ass kicked. Uh, like we have come for this upcoming Saturday right now. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm all, all I'm asking for is I want somebody who's going to fight, who's going to coach hard. And, and if a guy presents himself to be that candidate, then 
you know, that's the candidate I'm going to back and I, I'm going to support. I, I think I'm with you on that. Um, and I mean, kind of with Matt Wells, it was always a meh hire, you know, like I was never like, Oh, Hey, that's a great hire. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I was like, Oh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll see. He did pretty good there. What do you got, Dustin? Something I came across Twitter today, speaking of like being a winner and having a chance. Yeah. Somebody posted this about trailer at UTSA. Not saying he's my favorite and it just came across in their 20, his 20 games. He's never lost as a favorite. He's won like any game. That's basically a toss up. He's won all three of those games. Um, the spreads like within three points, um, a three and two record in games as an underdog between four and 10 points. And he's lost one score games that he was a 14, 21 and 34 point underdog. So he's keeping his teams in every game or making sure they win. The he's, fighting. he's a fighter. I like it though. Like I, 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 I like, I like the numbers there. Um, but I mean, solid numbers. Uh, and uh, again, I, I still I, I I still hope they take their time with this. I hope that they don't rush to pull the trigger before the season's out. Like I want them to take their time on this. Um which is what I think is good about starting it now. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very you can good point. Sit down, look at resumes, look yep. at guys that are in the in college, out of college, coordinators, wherever. Yeah. College doesn't end for another month. The end of, end of November, right? Twenty seventh is when the last day of college football is. Technically, you can hire the guy on the twenty eighth if you really want to, but by not waiting until the twenty seventh of November to do this move, you're a month ahead of yeah. your your information process yep. of who you want. You can have discussions and talk. You don't have to rush things. Yeah, frantic hires. It 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 can it could it could easily even further ruin this program and put us amongst right. like Kansas. Like they, they, he's got to make it right. Uh, what, what do you got Brooks? Yeah. I was just going to add on to that. We have basically Dustin took what I was going to say is we have a lot of time here to evaluate oh, things yeah. and to, and to listen and to see what's going on with these people. And, you know, you don't have to get starstruck by the flashy names. I think that's what we did last year is we got into, Oh, Dana Holgerson. Oh, this name. Oh, that name. And then, you know, I think, there's so many people out there who like the names and so they don't find Jeff trailer sexy because he's at a smaller tier school and that doesn't translate to success. And like most of the coaches who are coaching at a power five conference, guess where they started. Yeah. Right. They started at these lower tier schools and they moved up where they were offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's not at the point where you're going to go poach somebody. So, you know, I think really building, up from the ground here and not getting caught up in the names is, is key and just kind of let this decision play out. It's not going to be a quick one. Uh, it's going to take some time. So just, you know, buckle up and yeah, I think not to get too stressed. I think what I want to see is them start to build a, Oh, how, how do you put it? Like, like, um, building a culture, here we don't yeah. necessarily have one we've brought in football players and we've done our best to win game games and we brought in coaches and changes but i don't really feel like like you know you know the feeling that you have whenever you watch our baseball team like we have a baseball culture you know yeah. that's the whole thing we have a basketball culture now yeah. that's been established yeah. i don't have that same feeling when i'm watching our football team i don't feel like i think something with football 
and not necessarily culture. I think Wells had a decent culture and was building a good culture. I don't think we had an identity. Of that's what that's we were. that's more of what I'm meaning. That's a better word. Yeah. I think in the in the building and maybe weight room, outside of like it just has human beings and men. Yeah. Maybe that was a great culture, but we had no identity. You know, with Leach and Cliff, and even under Tuberville with Neil Brown, we were the air raid team. We're gonna put up fifty. That's sexy to these quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive linemen that want to come here. Yeah. We had nothing the last couple of years to latch ourselves onto when we went to a kid's uh, house and yeah. on their practice field and said, hey, come play for us. We can get you, you know, a thousand receiving yards this next year. Um, so kind of touching base again with, with these uh, candidates that we have. Brooks fired off a, a, a perfect tweet. And he fired it off at the right time because we already knew we've been through this before of all of the idiots with behind keyboards. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up to you can see it on the screen itself. But Brooks, uh, go ahead and, and, and read off the tweet and fire off some thoughts about the about this take of yours. Yeah, so I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on, on each one of these three fans as we kind of go through this. But. I tweeted out and, you know, I fire off a lot of tweets and most of my tweets usually, you know, get a couple likes here and there. So I fired off this one thinking I was probably going to do the same. Boy, did it take off. was not ready for that. But that's what we said. The top three most annoying tech fans during a coaching search. Number one, the let's hire Art Browse fan. The two, we need Leachback fan. And the three, well, Cliff is 7-0 and fan. And every single one of these fans responded in exactly the way that you would expect them to, proving my point to be a thousand percent correct on my, you know, assumption with this. And, uh, you know, each fan sucks in their own ways. But ultimately, you know, let's start off at the bottom and go to the top because the top's where I really want to have the discussion. 755 likes. 755. 55 likes but 71 Lots. retreats like a lot of people are still with you <laughs> a lot of people are with me a lot of people are with me Le- yep. less people are against you but you know these fans and, and the cliff one is probably i mean it's it's like cute <laughs> i guess in a way it's like oh yeah. because it's the stupidity of it is really just kind of like it's, it's adorable they, they're just like but he's seven and oh now and that to them makes them think that in year nine, it would be year nine. Now, if he was still in college, <laughs> he would have finally figured it out. And we'd be like in an association, we'd be seven and oh this year because he's that in the NFL, like they take, it's all of a sudden now he's a good college football coach. Yeah. And so we regret firing him because we didn't know it takes him nine years to become a good coach. And- I just don't understand these fans thoughts. So like, Arlie, seems like you've got some feelings on this. What are your thoughts on the, on the seven and zero Cliff fan? Yeah, fucking idiots. I'm sorry. Like, I get, I get the sentimentality behind it, and I get like why you want to think this, but you didn't know Cliff at all. If you think that we're gonna go back to him, he had a horrible record while he was here with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL so far, and and let's be honest, Cliff at Arizona has way more help than he had here as far as like top tier top-notch coordinators offensive defensive special teams like he's not the one in reason for their success 
He has a general manager helping him with the hires. He has a G- the same GM helping him with the with the draft. Like, I'm sorry, but like he's not the one pulling these strings. He's he's a part of the talk, sure. A professional defensive coordinator, huh? Huh? How about he that? has admitted that he did not like recruiting in college because one, the job never stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get three or four months off as an NFL coach. And you get, yeah, like Arlie no, said, all you, these guys that do the picking for you. You do. He has everything done for him. And so, like, that's why I cannot stand this fan. You are you did not watch Texas Tech sports, and you don't understand the difference in between college and NFL roster yeah. build if you have this suggestion. Get that stupid shit out. And I just thought- look, how much, look how much parody is in the NFL. Yes. The NFL is built to be an even playing field over about five years of a roster. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's built to, you're going to have more money some years and less some other years. You have yep. better draft picks and worse draft picks. They're, that's like, not part of gonna, the college. They're going to be shitty in five years just because that's yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how the schedule is built. That's how the whole system is built. College football is not built that way. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I just can't believe people are so – like won't think enough to where, oh, college football obviously the same as the NFL, and somebody reacted also, to it. One of them, professional men, yeah, making money for their families, yeah, playing for the Arizona Cardinals and playing for their next contract. Mm-hmm. You have children, grown children, playing for you at Texas Tech, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that have to oh. go to class Come. that have cheerleaders breaking up with them the night before that have who knows what the hell is going on in their lives. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. no, I mean, these are grown men trying to pr- trying to put food on the table. Like not all like what's the average salary in the NFL? <laughs> like, I, like the, I, I think like the average actual salary, like obviously not the big contract. So like, I think it's like 500,000 a year, like average from top to bottom, which is still really good. I mean, obviously they're not hungry. But if they get fired or if they get put on practice squads, that drops down to like a hundred K. And like these guys are trying to feed their family, they're trying to feed their extended families. Like, no, these guys are hungry to put food yeah. on the table. Whereas like Texas Tech players, uh, as Dustin said, uh, their their priorities and worries completely different. Yeah. It just at minimum, being a good NFL coach doesn't retroactively make him a good college football coach. It, it yeah. doesn't. And that's what they're basically making it seem to be is that if we would, you know, now he's a good college football coach because he found success three years into the NFL. You should ask him, does that make him a better coach than Nick Saban? Cause he's yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Nick Saban failed in the NFL and yet he's the best college football coach of all time. So it, it's just lazy and, not well thought out argument. And so that's why they're on the list. Number two, and Dustin, we'll start with you since you got to watch, you know, a lot of leech football back in the day. What makes the, we need leech fan annoying to you. It's the, you miss your hot ex-girlfriend. that You haven't (laughs) found the the one that's hotter yet. Still hung up. You were like, Hey, let's move on. I can do better. Oh shit. I can't do better. Oh no. And she's doing better. And 10 years and it's later, t- it's 10 years later, <laughs> 12 years later. I don't even know how many years it is at this point. Um, you can't get over it. And that's there. Everybody's just like, Oh, can we go back? Because that was the best time of Texas tech football. Thank God I got to watch it. Um, that like three, four year stretch in there was amazing. You were lighting up scoreboards. You were lighting teams up. You 
knew you always had a chance. Um, it's, that's just what it is. It's they can't get over the breakup, even though it's 10, 12 years later, whatever it is. And they've seen him gone to Washington State and Mississippi State and have success now. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's how yeah. I was going to describe it is it's an ex-girlfriend that like 11 years later, you're still and all your friends are like, dude, shut the fuck up about her. Like, enjoy the times that we had. All right. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It, we all amazing. miss it. We all miss it. Like, I miss it. I wish we could still have that, but it's not coming back, <laughs> nor should it. Getting back this, there. The sequel is never better than the regular movie. We're not getting okay, back the, with him. We can get yeah. back there. Let me let me change my words out there. We're not getting back with him. We can get back to that point at some yeah. at some point with somebody else. If you will let that go and hop on another boat, you know, but you won't let this boat die. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up about it. It's not coming back, nor should it. And then if it did come back, wouldn't it be terrible if he somehow came back and then it was, well, you know, we lose and then you just worse. ruin that whole memory. Like, come on. I also we don't feel want like that. he doesn't want to come back. And if he did, oh, no. he would come back and try to like sabotage us or something. No, I, yeah. I, I think hates, it, he still hates some people really that were high up here that are not here anymore. But yeah, I, I think, think a little bit of it. Dude, but anyways, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> well, I think a little bit of it maybe is like a, like a, what is it? Uh, uh, Mayweather kind of thing where it's just like he left here kind of basically king of Texas tech. Like, Everybody thought thought it was kind of a dumb firing, right? Like overall, like mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of reminisce on it, but he doesn't want to come back here and ruin that image. Does that make sense? Like, because that's yeah, he, he could he do well. He could, yeah. but I wouldn't want to leave leave like go back to somewhere that I've left like on top, right? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to do that. No, um, but. Even the person who just jokingly says it, stop it. It's annoying. It's a long time ago. Let's get on with our lives. I firmly believe we are not going to win at football until the last person shuts up about Leach. Like, we're not going to be good at it. Pay the man. Pay the man. Let's all move on. And the last guy on that list, the number one. And boy, I got to say, the people who respond to this definitely fit the Art Browse culture. Yep. Um, They all 100% assholes. So I have like kind of points I want to talk about on this. And I, I think this might be the best way to do it is just kind of go through the points kind of one by one and get y'all's thoughts on them. Cause I think this definitely needs to be talked about as there, there's going to be movement on it. There's already reports. There's already stuff out there that there is a lot of finances from people uh, putting together to make him the head coach. So this is going to be something that's going to be discussed over a while over this next month or so. So let's go ahead and get our first points on this. The first thing I want to talk about is why do these people automatically assume that a guy who hasn't coached since 2015 is going to come in and win football games? Um, he hasn't coached since 2015. There's no, there's no proof that he's going to come in here and automatically turn around our program. But these people have this undying faith in this guy who hasn't done anything for any of these people to be honest. Um, And so why do they fully believe in this guy that he's going to come in and turn Texas tech around? Dustin uh, looks like you got something you want to add on to that. What, what do you think? Why do you think they believe that this guy is going to be completely untouchable and win football games left and right here? (laughs) Well, just to talk about Art Bryles in general, I mean, he does have a proven track record at the previous institution he was at. He brought them out of nowhere and made them yeah. very relevant and national 
brand for a long time. I mean, not a long time, but good yeah, like four year years, stretch, four or five year stretch. But I mean, they were lower than the lowest. I mean, Kansas was better than them for a while. And so he does have a proven track record of building a new program, winning. And he also has, he's a good coach. He also has good uh, recruiting ties. And but it's so, been six years. Yeah. But uh, I do agree with you. He has done, not done anything for these people at Texas Tech over here. He hasn't coached in Lubbock since when, like 2000, maybe yeah. before yeah. that. Like it was 20 years ago when he was an assistant coach here at one point. Like he's not done anything to prove those people. Now, I like I, I'm not trying to argue for him, but he does have a proven track record at yeah. Baylor. So there's that part. But yes, personally, for those people that are trying to argue for him like so hard no he has not arlie anything to add to that do you think six years not coaching college football six years you know there's a reason for it he hasn't even gone through the nick saban car wash of you know uh of coaches yet do you think that he can come back in six years and no not think not we're not even talking about his past yet we'll get to those points after do you think that that means something and that the faith in him to be bring a winning culture automatically back is, is kind of unfounded. Cause that's where I'm at. I'm like, Hey, it's been six years. There's not, there's just as good a chance that it fails as it succeeds in my eyes right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, no, uh, honestly, it, it, you, you gotta, you gotta look at this almost like a golf game, right? If you don't touch a club in six years, you're not going to be hitting the ball the same way you did six years ago. Like, I'm sorry, but you need to be out there. It's it's a constant grind. It's a constant practice. And he's not going to come back and fall right into it. Could he get it back uh, 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 to argue to the favor of hiring him? Which I'm not in favor of by any means. You watch any tweet I put out, and I can't stand the thought at all. But to argue to that side of the argument, like, Yes, he maybe could eventually learn how to do it or get back in the rhythm and get back in the practices. And again, he may have the ties. And Baylor was a decent program for a little bit there. They had, you know, a couple of top five appearances and and fine. I get it. But that would be a very rough one to two years where he'd have to build it up. And so we'd be on that same scenario where we were with Wells this year, which is, is Art Browse going to turn it around on the third year? Like, I'm I'm I don't want that right now. I need somebody to bring it in now. And it would yeah. take him too long to start back up. Yeah, the uh the clusterfuck that would happen if this didn't succeed. I don't think anybody's asking themselves the question, what if we hire him and it fails? Mm-hmm. You know, it's if we did hire him, the shitstorm that would rain down on us from a media perspective would be epic. And then if it failed, it would be celebrated by everybody. Including probably me. But the next point I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is the people, the other common responses, but Art Browse is cleared. He's exonerated. All this stuff. To me, my opinion on this is he has that gigantic ass stain on his career. No matter whether he was exonerated or cleared, that stain stays with him. You can wash it a thousand times and a thousand times over. That stain ain't coming out. And that's following him wherever he goes. Um, he was the head coach for a football team that had a rape culture. Yep. Matter of fact, it's fact. Yep. It had that culture. They put winning over protecting the women of that university. Yep. Whether and yeah, it wasn't just his fault. There was a lot of people involved in Baylor. It was an institutional failure on many, many levels. 
But Art Browles did the bare fucking minimum in trying to get that to stop. And that winning was a result of his failure to do that. And so that follows him. That follows him in his recruiting paths. That falls into the household of the athletes that he's recruiting, the schools that he's recruiting at. And I don't know the scope of that. Dustin knows he has says he has thick recruiting ties. Do you see any of those ties being burned by his past? Is that going to come to affect what he does moving forward? Or do you think that's not a, an issue for him? Because I firmly think I don't think anybody knows what that's going to be like. And I think that's a huge unknown right now that should be clouding his hire more than it, than it is. Here's my only argument against that. Now I totally agree. I had this conversation at work today. Like I said, he's been a proven good coach. Like all the things that Kirby listed, Red Raider ties, winner, Texas recruiting ties. He's got all three of those points. But like you said, he's got a huge cloud over his head. Um, which clouds the whole muddies the whole waters. But here's my only argument of like, do recruits care? Do mom and dads care? Baylor as a football program bounced back from that with two other head coaches already pretty yeah. easy. And I would think if you're walking into like Matt rule and now Dave Aranda, you're walking into a kid's home with that BU shirt on you would think that's the first thing that pops into their head that eh, I don't know about that. And that hasn't stopped them. So why would it stop uh, him? Because those, co- those people had a scapegoat. The university had a scapegoat. They planted it all Ooh. on him, like, and deservingly. But, so but I, I but, think it goes hand in hand. I think, I think it, it's both of them together. I think the, the huge BU and the Baylor and Art Bryles, like both of those are the same in this and they haven't, been stopped by it i don't know why he would that's the only thing that trips me up on it i i want to agree with you but i haven't seen baylor get stopped by it yet from kids still going there from from like a personal standpoint i just don't want somebody that didn't put up a bigger fight against an entire rape culture it was across the university i know i sound like the devil's advocate no i know no no you're 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 arguing like like both sides of it like for people that want to validate it and and completely respectable on that my only thing with him is just like whether like him being exonerated does not mean he was not guilty for, for, for the record. It means that like there was not enough wrongdoing on his part to name him guilty in the charges. That's it. There was still some, and that's proven that he was, and that was a proven that he did not do enough covered up and he was the scapegoat for the university. And that's why they've been able to continue on. That's why their basketball team won this year, and that's why their football team still puts up a good, good fight every single every single game. Your basketball Your team put up team. with a murder about 15 years ago, and that didn't stop them either. Yeah. So the, as long as there's a scapegoat, people are going to still go play there. The thing is, is that he is that scapegoat for all those charges. So him coming to us now, I don't think would help us by any means. I think that that's a silly argument. And not to mention, you don't want to... Um, okay, uh, I mean this respectfully, but you don't want to bring that kind of negativity to a campus that has a reputation for being partiers. Like, you want to kind of keep those two things completely fucking separate. Have fun at Texas Tech, but we're not inspiring that kind of culture here. Like, does that make sense? Like, like I, I don't know how else to put that. Like, no, fuck this yeah. guy. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. No, get the shit out of your head. 
And I'm not saying he can't do it like that. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's, you got to keep both points because there's a possibility that he could be our head coach and maybe he can still right. recruit. Maybe there is still that in there. I just, I was asking because of curiosity, because I wonder if people think that because maybe they associate him more with it than they do Baylor. Maybe. Uh, and so, you know, he was recruiting a lot of guys with shady backgrounds to get on that team. You know, there was history on a lot of those players before yep. they stepped on Baylor campus and he got them on there anyway. So I, I you know, I don't know. It, it's just a concern. Not a lot of people are bringing up. They're just bringing up the fact that he won football games and not what the players he did it with. Yeah. So the last, to, hold on to pick at that real quick. Something else Kirby said. Kirby mentioned like he really wants to win. Yeah. Like, really wants to win. Sure. And he said it, like, that way at one point. And it's like, I don't know. Like, you think he's going to go for the sketchy hire? You think he would? It didn't I mean, if sound If it saves like, his job? It didn't sound like he wanted a, uh, I'm just here to get a guy to make better men, and I don't care what our record is. Yeah. He's not here for the good guy. He, gonna he wants to win football games yeah. and make money. And, I mean, t- technically that's his job. Um, well, the last thing the last thing that I got, you know, hit at four on the browse thing is uh, I'm soft. I'm soft for not wanting to compromise my morale, my morals wow. for uh, my morals for uh, for winning football games. And I'll say my piece on that, and then y'all can kind of add yeah. to what you want. And then I – if I'm soft because I value human decency and being a good person and stuff over winning meaningless football games on a couple Saturdays out of the year, then fuck yeah, I'm soft. Call me soft all you want. Because I would rather be a fundamentally decent human being and, you know, whatever. If we lose on Saturday, guess what? My Saturday night was pretty fucking awesome last Saturday. Went to a Spurs game, watched them play, went to a work conference. Guess what hasn't? haunted me all week losing to kansas state like i get on with my life and i know people are affected by it right the people who work for the football team players people around it like sure they're affected but if you're just a fan and you're willing to compromise like your whole moral you know ground just for a head coach just to have a little like a three more better saturdays during the months of september through november like i i like, I really have no respect for that. And if you want to call me soft for that, okay, cool. I'd rather win football games the right way. I'd rather win it with a coach that doesn't have that history behind it and doesn't cut corners to try to win games. Like, I'd rather that. I'd rather have a coach that I can support and be happy that we hire instead of a guy that I'm going to turn my back on. Like, sure, call me soft, whatever. But don't ask me to compromise my morals when football games – and it's probably the same people who think athletes shouldn't talk because they play just a game. But, you know, they're going to throw this at us that we're no, soft because you, you, I actually believe in being a good person and not letting. You know who you know, um, you know who, who wrote in your soft in the comments is the same little key, is, is the same little keyboard warrior. Same fucking guy. I don't, I'm, I'm not calling Dustin. No, friend this, Dustin's but, friend Dax. I'll call him. <laughs> uh okay well now i'm gonna sound like he, just said, but, he but, just said okay he just said we're soft and then the other there's other guy who actually deleted the tweet did say um that we should we're soft for 
not bending our morals for a the, football coach. The people that blindly say this will say the phrase in the comments somewhere. Well, what was she wearing? Like, I'm sorry, but like, no, I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. You can't. The, the way you put that is a very good perspective of it makes three or four of your Saturdays out of three months better. It's like, wow, that's actually a very good point. Like, Maybe don't get so attached to, and me, I, we, you said me and you were some of the biggest fans, but as soon as that game was over, I went on my Saturday night and had a great time. Yeah. Because I'm not going to let them bring me down and I'm going to go home and cry or try to bend my morals or whatever you want to say. But yeah, for three or four more victories, I don't want to sell my soul to the devil to make this uh, team a conference championship type team, kind of like Baylor did. And I mean, mm-hmm. they did it and it worked out. Whatever. Yeah. I'm okay with not. And yeah, saving y'all know my morals. Me. Y'all know me. I want to win as much as anybody. I want Tech to succeed. I root so hard for them. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a game. And it doesn't, you know, my priorities are right. I'm good with that. And if your priorities are we need to win football games over being a good person, then take what my guy Stu got says every freaking week on the weekend observations. When you get to hell, say hi to Art Browse for me, bitch. And on that note, we'll close out that part of this segment. We'll 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 take a look at the uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch base on on the upcoming game. Uh, real, Holy shit, we fast. have another football game to play. No, we oh, haven't. God. I know, right? That's why I was like, all right, let's reel this back in because we've been talking for almost an hour on this topic, but we needed to get get this out there. It's a um, lot. There's a lot to no. The, there's so. there's a lot that needs to be said about that, and and I feel like we covered it decently well. And if you and if you don't like our opinions, or if you do. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll talk about it even more with you there. But we do got to move the episode forward fucking a little bit me. here. Uh, fucking fight me, bro. Uh, we have the <laughs> we have the OU game coming up. Number four, Oklahoma. We're playing in Norman. Uh, we're uh, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Um, Saturday, two thirty p.m. What are our initial thoughts and expectations for this game after a tough week and the firing? Uh, uh, Dustin, going into this. I mean, any kind of hope, thought? What are you feeling? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Turn the switch back I, on, man. We got we got some other stuff to talk about. I don't. I just. I don't know what to feel at this point with these guys. Like, I've seen sparks from them. I've also seen them be duds in games. Like, yeah. I don't know. And same with coaching. Like, I don't know. Um, at this point, I just hope like. Maybe give Donovan Smith some more looks. Maybe if there was any reins put on the offense or defense by Wells, those coaches take them off and say, F it, like, let's just ball out. Like, what are you at this point? You have nothing else to lose if you're any of these coaches or players. Like, let it all out there. Just go for it. I don't know. And you're playing, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. Definitely in your conference, um, you have literally nothing to lose out of this game. Go ahead, lay it all out on the line. And anything to kind of add to that, Brooks? I mean, this is still number four Oklahoma, but uh, to be fair, Oklahoma has not really been 
stompingly convincing. I don't know. Like they haven't been like they haven't con- been a juggernaut. Right, they, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they haven't been a convincing number four. But uh, what are your thoughts going into this game? What are you feeling? Yeah, I think the best part of this game is you really have no expectations. You have like none. You can go out there and get your ass handed to you. You can go out there and com- play competitively. I think nobody really knows what to expect right now. Um, tough week transition of power right now and so like dustin said you really have absolutely nothing to lose so i guess we can see you know i'm just going to be curious to see what the changes look like if there's anything noticeable on the offense or the defense that's going on that you can maybe point to oh maybe that was wells doing um and so it's just kind of a time to evaluate what's going on with this program what these coaches actually have uh and if wells was just holding anybody back and just Hopefully for the players, they just go out there and play some football, have fun while doing it, and, you know, who knows, maybe put up a better fight than we're expecting. Yeah. No, I I, um, I, I really don't know what to feel about this game, honestly. I I, I don't have any, any expectations of us to compete. I don't have any expectations for us to get blown out. And I have even less expectations for us to win. Like, it's a weird feeling. To just be like, oh, hey, whatever happens, I'll probably watch at least the first half no matter what. Like, I, I, the only kind of, I guess, saving factor for Texas Tech in this game is that they have, like, Oklahoma has been competing on par with everybody they've played. Like, 16 to 13 against West Virginia, uh, within six points of Kansas State, uh, Kansas was beating them for a large portion of that game. Like, do I expect to win this game? No, I. But I just don't have any faith in Oklahoma to dominate this either. I don't know. But all right, so you pick first then. Oh, uh, I. I will. <laughs> I, here's what I'm going to be doing, in hopes that we do compete. I'm taking you the like Oklahoma. I set that up. You walked right into that. Oh, oh, with with my shot bet record, I'm taking <laughs> Oklahoma, hoping that we compete. I'm taking OU, and hoping that I lose the bet. And think of that, and hoping that we compete in this game. I just don't think we can cover 19 points. Like, yeah, I don't either. I think OU is going to be mad. They probably had a shit week of practice because Lincoln's like, you almost lost to Kansas. Uh, like 20, 21 plus is way more reasonable. But no, my my shot bet's OU. I'm taking that side of the bet and hoping that. My my record continues, and Texas Tech competes or win, wins this game. I, I don't think they'll actually win, but but I'm I, I you know we can throw a prayer out there. I don't know, uh, Dustin. What what's your pick, man? I'm taking the Oklahoma side of the 19. Brooks seems yeah. <laughs> yeah. unenthusiastically feeling the same thing. Not that I don't think we can't like show up. I just don't think we can show up to keep it within three scores. Well, who all have they in beat college by... football? That's not crazy. But who all have they beat by by that much? I don't care. We'll probably be the first. Exactly. Yeah, we're usually the get right game for a lot of teams. So maybe this is like the get right game that sends Oklahoma into oh we've got to figure it out. And they've got a running quarterback, which is just like usually a nightmare for us. So I too was originally going to go with Oklahoma on this one. Um, and I will stick with that side of the bet. Okay. I was like, he's going to change I, I it because gotta, I voted. Damn it. 
Arlie's got to win one at some point. He I, I no, we said that last week, and it continues on, sir. Ah, all right. Um, so clean sweep, everybody on the OU side of the bet at plus or uh, you know, uh, nineteen point favorite for OU. Um, hopefully, uh, my streak gets broken and uh, and I end up winning this one. But at the same time, I'd love to see Texas Tech compete. I really would, and and. I'm hopeful that like my bad juju will give them some, 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 some positive. Um, but uh, that does wrap up the club red portion of the show. We're at an hour and five. So hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. Hopefully y'all stuck around for a while and listened to it. Um, any, any last takes as far as uh, Texas tech or club red goes guys. All right. All right. Uh, so just make sure if you're not already, Follow us on on Spotify and iTunes. Hit us with the five-star rating. Drop the review below. Twitter, you can find us at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Personal accounts, find Dustin at DustinWimmer22. Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. And me at Blanco, where the L's of one. And if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, hit us up at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Catch you guys next week. And uh, let's go Red Raiders.